the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. This might be a big day in your life. That's right, and you had no idea when you got up this morning that you might receive an honor that you'll remember for the rest of your life. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Well, if you're a regular listener, you know we give this award out here every Friday, and most of the time it goes to somebody famous, or somebody who became famous by doing something jerk-worthy, but but not this Friday. Uh, There were plenty of candidates, but we did narrow it down, and the winner this week is, are you ready? The undecided voter. And if that's you, congratulations. Come on. The election is in four days, okay? We've known who the candidates are for five months. How much more do you need to know about John Fetterman and Dr. Oz to make a decision there? They couldn't be more different. Fetterman's a socialist with possible permanent brain damage. He was a socialist before he had his stroke. Now, Oz might end up being a rhino, and you don't like that, and maybe a socialist is okay for you. Well, then make up your mind. I mean, what's going to change between now and Tuesday? Maybe Mastriano is a little too extreme for you, and you could hold your nose and vote for Shapiro for governor, but what is it? Do you need to see a few hundred more ads on TV before you can make a decision? Have you seen enough of those, by the way? Did you just start paying attention to the race this morning? I mean, what have you been waiting for? Well, maybe you were waiting for an award. And if you're still an undecided voter, you just got one. The AM 1250, the answer, Jerk of the Week Award. Not to be critical. Well, when we come back, uh, speaking of voting, we'll talk to someone from Audit the Vote PA to find out what's being done to make sure your vote actually counts on Tuesday. And in our second half hour, another look at the Project 21 Black Leadership Network's Blueprint for a Better Life for Black America. And the focus today is on education. And by the way, this is a blueprint created by conservatives. Stick around. following is an editorial from Salem Media Group, the owner of this radio station. Hi, this is Brad Marshall, General Manager of The Answer WPGP here in Pittsburgh, with a quick word about Dr. Oz and his effort to become the next senator from Pennsylvania. Each election cycle provides voters with an opportunity to weigh in on the direction of the things in our nation. I'm concerned we're headed in the wrong direction. American families are struggling under decades-high inflation. Fuel prices at record highs, crime is surging, and we have a crisis at our southern border. We need some accountability in Washington, D.C., and that's part of what Dr. Oz can bring if he's successful. His opponent, John Fetterman, is among the most radical nominees on the ballot in any state this election cycle. Dr. Oz can be part of a new Senate while he votes for a stronger America, a renewal of law and order, and a secure border. I'm supporting Dr. Oz for Senate. Would you join me in doing so as well? Make your plans today and be prepared to vote. Thank you. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this one you shouldn't ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money, so make sure you aren't overpaying. Keep every dollar you're entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely isn't fun. That's why at the Synergy Group, we work with tax professionals to help make sure you aren't paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at the Synergy Group today for your complimentary tax analysis. 412-673-7760. 
Don't do the IRS any favors. 412-673-7760. Securities offered through JW Cole Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through JW Cole Advisors. JW Cole Financial and JW Cole Advisors are not affiliated with the Synergy Group Incorporated. Neither the firm nor its agents or representatives may give tax advice. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. This is John Steigerwald. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The Giza bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.99, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set is made with USA cotton, comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Typically retailed at $89.98 is now just $39.98 with promo code STAG. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-716-8087, use the promo code STAG, or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code STAG. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code STAG at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets. Remember to eat your fruits and vegetables. We all remember these words from our childhood. But how does anyone have time to buy, store, prepare, and eat enough healthy fruits and vegetables in our busy lives? Balance of Nature keeps it simple. Our produce is powdered after an advanced vacuum cold process, which stabilizes the maximum nutrient content. The produce is then mixed into a scientifically researched blend designed with your body in mind. Once these blends are encapsulated, they are packaged and sent right to your door so you can get all the benefits of a colorful variety of fruits and vegetables every day. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-2468-751. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code BALANCE. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. So how confident are you about your vote being counted on Tuesday or, you know, not getting canceled out by somebody's illegal vote? Uh, Lots of strange things can happen in a Pennsylvania election. And Karen Taylor is the uh, founder and CFO of Audit the Vote PA. And uh, she and that organization have been working for the past year and a half or so to make sure nothing strange happens this time. She joins us now. Karen, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. So uh, what is Audit the Vote PA, and how did it come about? So Audit Vote PA is a nonprofit organization that advocates for free, fair, honest, and transparent elections. And it actually started out because me and my business partner, Tony Shoup, uh, were actually hosting Constitution classes through Patriot Academy, and it was right at the... Uh, precipice of the 2020 election. We went through it all, saw the shenanigans that everybody else saw, and we just had to do something. We're both moms of young kids, and we just were like, we can't leave our kids to this, so what are we going to do? And um, actually, Senator Mastriano came on our Constitution class, and we had some dialogue and asked him, you know, if we had any recourse, and he told us to look into a class action lawsuit, which we did and realized that wasn't the way to go. So we started a petition, and it was a grassroots effort. And within six months, we had over 130,000 signatures advocating for a forensic audit of the 2020 election. And what did you find? So we have done canvassing on the ground in over 20 counties. And when we went to the door, um, we asked people just three questions. The first one is, Did you live here in 2020? Then it was, to the best of your knowledge, how many people were registered here in 2020? And then again, to the best of your knowledge, how many people that were registered here in 2020 voted in the 2020 election? And the discrepancy rates across the Commonwealth are absolutely staggering. Um, Our lowest is actually Lancaster County, which is 37%. And a discrepancy rate means that what the State Department within our shore system, which is our electronic voter rolls, says versus what the people on the ground are saying is different. So Lancaster was 37 percent. 
We have Lycoming County, which is 48%, Montgomery County, 52%, all the way up to Allegheny County, which is 73%. Now, what does that 73% represent? So the 73% represents that one of those three questions that we asked were not the same answer <laughs> for the people on the door when we asked on the door compared to what our shore system is telling us. Seventy-three. So, so seventy-three percent um, either um, were on the rolls and shouldn't have been, or or were re- registered as, or, or were recorded as having voted but didn't. Yep. Or there was a vote recorded and they said they didn't vote. So. Uh, <laughs> That's not good. No, <laughs> it sure isn't. It what, sure isn't. So what's the what's the response from the state to that when they see this uh, this information? Uh, the, have, have you shown it? I'm, I'm sure you have. Who's seen this and what's been their reaction to it? I mean, in government. We have, actually. I mean, we've sent letters out to every single legislator. We have met with over 12 counties, either commissioners or um, elections directors, board of elections, we have some counties that are willing to look into it. Um, we have some counties that are taking a blind eye. Um, it has not been as as easy as we thought to get this information out for people to disseminate, to really look at what's going on. And, of course, we're getting, you know, the news media that is not honest like you, who tries to slam everything that we do and say, oh, their data isn't correct or you know, the election denier, whatever the case is. And I don't understand why it hurts to ask questions to better our election process. Well, you you didn't know what the numbers were going to be when you set out to canvas. Right. And we visited over 5,000 houses. So it's not like this is a one or two or three house issue. And, um, so, so the 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 argument against it is that yeah, well, your data's flawed. Uh, what what are they based on? What? How do they, are they just dis, they just um, just don't want to hear about it? They they just dismiss it? You know what? That's a great question. I I honestly don't know. Some of them just they don't want to look at it. They keep saying that you know we're it's only you know a couple people here or. Um, we even had the Lancaster newspaper, one of the Lancaster newspapers that went through all of our data. They found 10 that were like, either it was a child who answered the door or whatever the case. We took those out. We still got that same about 37%. They went through and said, oh, well, we looked at your data and we're only seeing a 36.4% discrepancy <laughs> rate, not a 37%. And I'm like, does Thirty-six percent discrepancy. Is that okay to have that in our elections? Because I don't think it is. No. Um, and <laughs> did Joe Biden really win Pennsylvania based on on? Uh, I mean, I know there's no way for you to declare that one way or the other based on what you've done. But wh- how, I guess a better From way of asking is, says, I would say that it's very questionable. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, like you said, I I can't guarantee one way or another what the case is because. They won't let us actually get our hands on the physical ballot to really be able to see. But from what the data says, it is very questionable. And uh, have you, so you've shown this, to, this uh, data to um, public officials, state legislators. We have. Um, we have. And, they've, and they've, son, they've said, what, oh, thanks, but uh, we're not going to do anything with that. Uh, with a, I, I don't get it. Well, we did, we did have, you know, when Senator Mastriano was actually looking at doing the audit before um, the president pro temp removed him, um, I really think that his goal was to really get their hands on the ballot to be able to see, okay, let's see what the data says, and now let's see what the actual ballots say. And now that, you know, a different senator is ahead of the um, investigation now, um, we've been told that they won't have reports now until 2024, possibly. So... It, it has been very difficult trying to get this through to actually people be able to get their hands on the ballot to actually say one way or another that our elections are working the way they're supposed to and the people that are in Harrisburg and D.C. are the ones that were duly elected or, no, maybe we need to revise our election process. 
We're talking to Karen Taylor. She is the founder and CFO of Audit the Vote PA. So how, how did you, uh, Karen, how did you end up having lunch with Donald Trump? <laughs> so when um, we had gotten our first press conference at the Capitol, which was April of 2021, um, both Representative Mike Jones and Senator Mastriano both came out in support of our um, cause and for a full forensic audit. And when we met Senator Mastriano, he actually had us in his office afterwards, and he said, look, I I really want to get this audit done because I want the people to believe in our election process. He said, what I'd like you to do is if you guys can get 100,000 signatures, we can try and get you with um, President Trump. He has a really great relationship with him. Maybe get a picture of him with the petition, and maybe that'll put some pressure on the establishment and the leadership to really let us find out what happened. Talking about the and, Republicans, right? That get put some yes, pressure on them. Yeah. It does. Yes. Mm. The establishment Republicans and the leadership who really was kind of um, our biggest roadblock throughout the entire process, which is insane. But um, election integrity, really, it, it's not a partisan issue. It's an American issue. It's, it's, it's the people that we elect. Are they the ones duly elected? So, we, um, you know, we ended up getting over 100,000 signatures. Um, we did get a call from President Trump, and he said, why don't you guys come on over to my club in Bedminster? Um, you know, we'll, we'll meet and talk. And once we got there, we had no idea we were going to have dinner with him. And he had this, this whole um, thing set up, and we ended up having dinner and talking with him for about an hour and a half. And I mean, the man just—he loves this country so much. So it was such an honor, for sure. Did he pick up the check? <laughs> that he did. That he did. He even gave us signed hats as well to take with us. That's great. Um, and so you, what, what if, if ever you, if nothing else comes of this, you will have succeeded in having dinner with the president of the United States. That's not bad. Not too bad, huh? No. But honestly, that's that's not what we set out to do. No, so I know. It was very- Honored. Um, but um, so getting back to what you found with your canvassing and all that stuff, um, yep. are there signs out there right now that show the fix is in for Tuesday? Unverified ballots, things like that? There definitely are some red flags that we're seeing. So there um, in uh, Center County, just a couple of days ago, when they were opening their drop boxes for the first time, they were unlocking them so that they can start being used. In three different drop boxes in Center County, they found um, envelopes that were already preloaded. So in two of the drop boxes, there were already four um, envelopes. And then in one of the drop boxes, there were already 10 envelopes of mail-in ballots, which these boxes supposedly have been locked since the primary. So I'm not sure how they got in there. Well, it shows um, so that they can get in there. Exactly. Exactly. And that's kind of scary. If these boxes are supposedly locked, but somehow ballots are still getting in there. Can you imagine when supposedly they're supposed to be locked overnight, who can be putting ballots in there that shouldn't be? And what about uh, unverified mail ballots? Yeah. Uh, not M-A-L-E, M-A-I-L. What are, what are they all about? <laughs> There's a lot of confusion over this process, and it seems like the gaslighting from the State Department is alive and well for sure. Because in the SURE system, again, which is our electronic voter rolls, it does show every single one of these people that over 240,000 ballots went out that are unverified status, meaning their Social Security number didn't match or their voter ID isn't right in the system, like their ID number in the SURE system. So what these people actually have to do before their ballot can count is they actually have to go to the elections um, office or they have to mail in their ID and some other form of identification to prove that they actually are a valid um, person to vote. Now, Jonathan Marks, who was our Secretary of Elections and Commissions, said himself that anybody who requests a ballot in Pennsylvania will get a ballot. However, they have to verify themselves for their ballot to count. And they have up to six days after the election to be able to do that. So that's another good way of making sure we don't find out for another week after the election who actually won. Um, so, yep. so um, now, the fact that these these uh, ballots are unverified, mm-hmm. is, th- is that 
Would you, just based on what you've been looking into, what you found out, is that based on somebody's incompetence, somebody's uh, um, inattention, or is there something more nefarious than that? You know what? That's a great question. And honestly, I think it could be a little of both. So when you're filling out your application for a mail-in ballot, somebody can transpose like a social security number or, you know, if people are trying to do it quick, there's always a chance that something on there they can write incorrectly or transpose numbers. And a lot of times that's what these unverified ballots are, is that somebody's transposed a number or put something wrong information by accident, whatever the case is. So that's an easy fix. But there are some in there that are very, very questionable. And those are the ones that we're finding out when they ask for people to verify their ID, they don't. And so what they're supposed to do is pull these ballots aside and until they're verified, not count them. And we're just hoping that's what these counties are actually doing. And how will you be able to tell if if they're being if, if the unverified votes are not are being counted and shouldn't be? Not you that personally, is- but how will anybody be able to? That's a great question, and honestly, it's really up to the counties, and that's why we want that transparency of being able to actually look at the ballot and the the voter rolls that show um, that it's unverified and the counties are actually verifying them. So a lot of the counties will have transparency and will be open about, okay, this is how we do it, this is the process, but there are some that the counties, they don't even want to look at it, they don't want people to know about it, they won't talk about it. And that's when you get the questionable, um, you know, people think that there's no transparency because they're not willing to, to open up the books and say, here you go, this is how we do it. And um, f- explain to me how there might be people on the voter rolls who are actually not living in the state and uh, will be, I guess, eligible to vote or, or, or someone could vote for them because they're uh, listed as living in the state, but they don't live here. Yep. I love that. That is, that's a great question because we did find, um, and you can actually find the report on our website, auditthevotepa.com, but we did find over 245,000 people that are on our voter rolls that do not reside in Pennsylvania. And out of those, over 100,000 are what's called an active status. So when you're an active status on our voter rolls, you actually can request a mail-in ballot regardless of where you live if you're still active on our voter rolls. And so it really is supposed to be up to the ERIC system, which is the, the nationwide system that over 30 states are in, that we've seen some nefarious stuff go on with that. But they're the ones that are supposed to, to look at the national change of address, and which is called the NCOA data, and say, oh, wait a minute, this person moved from Pennsylvania to Delaware or Pennsylvania to Wyoming, and so they should be removed off the voter rolls. And they can, and st- so, they can still cast a vote for Fetterman <laughs> from, from Wyoming, right? They still can cast a ballot if they are in active status. Yes, sir. That's pretty sick. Um, we're talking to, finishing up here uh, with Karen Taylor. of um, she, She's the uh, founder and CFO of Audit the Vote PA. Uh, I understand you've added a lot more poll watchers this year than we had uh, two years ago. We absolutely have. So um, Pennsylvania had, on the Republican side, 500 poll watchers in 2020. As of about a week ago, we have trained over 7,000 poll watchers Commonwealth-wide. So we definitely have got a lot more people that are involved, that are excited, that have their eyes open and, and really want to pay attention to what's going on with their election process. And if they, if you find out, i got about 30 seconds, if, if you find out, well, what, what, are you going to audit this this election also, regardless of how it turns out? So we do have some counties that have agreed to do a hand recount after the election, which I think is fantastic. They're the ones that really are going to be open to opening the book, say, here you go, let's see if what we say is really the truth. And honesty and transparency, that's, that's really how it's going to happen. Well, the website is auditthevotepa.com. Karen Taylor, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Really appreciate what you've been doing. Thanks. Thank you for having me. We'll be right back.
SRN News, I'm John Scott. Ukraine's president accusing Russia of energy terrorism. Volodymyr Zelensky's accusation comes after Russian strikes on Ukraine's energy network left millions of residents without power. He adds the very fact that Russia is resorting to energy terrorism shows the weakness of our enemy. They cannot beat Ukraine on the battlefield, so they try to break our people this way. In his nightly address on Thursday, Zelensky said about 4.5 million people are without electricity across the country, while Kiev Mayor Vitaly Klitschko says 450,000 apartments in the capital alone don't have electricity. I'm Charles Duladesma. America's employers adding 261,000 positions in October. The unemployment rate rose to 3.5 from 3.7%. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now, Christian author and evangelical leader, here to remind you that God's gifts should never be taken for granted. Take, for example, your retirement savings. You've worked hard for your money, and God has rewarded you for that. Now, with record inflation eating away at the value of the U.S. dollar, those rewards are literally being taken from you. But there is a way the faithful can fight back. By diversifying your retirement account into gold, your savings can be protected. And that's what God wants. Even better, a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group allows you to transfer your current retirement funds into gold without fees or penalties. To see how it works, text the word FAITH to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold IRAs. That's FAITH. To 989898. Take action right now, and I pray that your family is blessed with continued prosperity. Most of us didn't see this coming. In fact, we've been stunned as we watch it unfold. America's young people have become so indoctrinated that more than half of them now think socialism is a good idea. How did this happen? We weren't paying attention. All the nation's schools taught this confounding ideology to our kids. Now those kids are adults. Now they want to fundamentally change the way America works. This radio station exists to educate and to return this country to the way it was founded. We have a country to save. Keep listening to find out how. AM 1250, The Answer. This election, everything's at stake. Our safety, our jobs, our retirements. And far-left John Fetterman would only make things worse. With the liberals in Washington driving our economy into the ground and a crime wave sweeping our neighborhoods, John Fetterman's solutions are reckless and wrong. Over and over, he was the only vote on the pardon board to free dangerous thugs. And he already tried to raise our state income tax rate. While Biden and Pelosi's disastrous economic agenda is hurting PA families, Fetterman wouldn't stand up to them because he can't. He's already supported their job-killing taxes, pushing more spending that'll bring more inflation, destroying a lifetime of retirement savings. They've cost us so much. We don't have to live like this if we stop John Fetterman. Senate Leadership Fund paid for and is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. www.senateleadershipfund.org Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive. And getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business. Not your competitors just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com AM 1250 and FM 92.5 The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Ending our afternoon with a big jam up on Parkway West inbound. Jammed up from 79 to approaching Green Tree. That's because of an accident blocking two left lanes. Outbound side is heavy Banksville Road up to Carnegie. On Parkway East, outbound delays from Bates Street up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. That's about a 10-minute delay. Also heavy inbound to the tunnel. Delays over the McKees Rocks Bridge. It's down to one lane with construction. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. 
Weather. Partly cloudy and mild tonight, low 57. Tomorrow warm, temperatures approaching near record highs with times of clouds and sun. A breezy afternoon, high 77. Overcast, breezy and mild tomorrow night with a shower in spots of the evening, then late night showers, the low 62. Mostly cloudy Sunday, warm, near record-breaking highs once again with a couple of showers, mainly early in the day, high 73. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, for the last couple of days, we've been focusing on the Black Leadership Network uh, Project 21 Blueprint for a Better Life for Black America. Uh, we're going to keep doing that uh, next week also, I believe. But there are eight areas that the Blueprint focuses on. Um, yesterday, we talked about critical race theory. And uh, on uh, thir- or on Wednesday, we talked about criminal justice. Today, it's education. Craig Deleuze is a member of Project 21 and the founder of the Common Sense Media Group. He joins us now. Craig, thanks for coming on the show. It's a pleasure to be on with you. So uh, the late, great Walter Williams um, asked uh, a long time ago, he asked this question, if you were the grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan and you wanted to sabotage black excellence in Baltimore, could you find a better means to do so than the public school system? I say, no, you couldn't. Uh, could you still apply that to Baltimore? And lots of other urban school systems today. Uh, most definitely, and, you know the, the challenge is is that public education was originally established as a way in which to help uh, help people who couldn't afford to go to private schools to help them to be able to to get the tools that they would need in order to be productive citizens and uh, to be able to to uh, to take care of themselves for lack of a better term, to be able to provide for themselves and for their families in the future. And unfortunately, uh, that is not what is what is occurring in many public schools today. Yeah, to do to uh, read, write, and do arithmetic, that was pretty much, you had to be able to do that in order to function. And so that they at least provided that, right? Well, they were, yeah, they at least provided that, that at that point. Uh, nowadays, uh, the big challenge is, is that that is like, at best, it is fifth on their agenda. <laughs> Uh, in many cases, you have school districts that are run by by teachers unions that are more interested in how much money they make and their working conditions and how much control they have and how hard it is to get fired than they are in actually educating our students. And uh, can the solution then be summed up in two words, uh, school choice? Uh, I, I think school choice is part of the answer, but it's not a panacea. And I think sometimes conservatives, we... We want to look at education. We would in the, on the, every time we talk about education, we talk about school choice. Uh, I would more say that the key is accountability. Uh, when I say accountability, is accountability in a multitude of ways, and I think you'll find a lot of that uh, in the blueprint. School choice is one way of accountability. You can hold the in, you can hold the the school system and the individual schools accountable uh, by letting the the dollars follow the students. Now, this is a model that's done in, in, uh, in European countries uh, that we claim uh, seem to have better educational outcomes than we do. Uh, actually, they do have better educational outcomes. Uh, but instead of, the money, instead of the money going to a, a local school, the money follows the student. The parents decide where they want to send the children, and, uh, and then the money follows the student. If that school is doing well, then they'll... Co- continue to send their students there, and they'll recommend other parents to send their students. If not, then, uh, well, then they're going to, uh, their parents are going to choose to send their kids somewhere else, and that school will eventually close down. That's a perfect model of accountability. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that allows for that, and, and as we look now, when we look at the success of charter schools and uh, public magnet schools, is uh, there's a, a greater degree of accountability in that in order to get into these schools, it's not a right, it's a privilege. And there's a certain level or expectation that is placed on the students as well as their families in order for them to be able to remain in these particular, in these particular uh, institutions. And by the way, same thing on the staff. Many of these schools are non-union, which means it's a lot easier to fire a bad staff member or a bad teacher. Um, once again, I... I, I I use those as two examples, but I really believe the key is accountability. Uh, and but school choice is part of accountability. Yeah, I mean, if it's if you have a pizza shop and you make bad pizza, 
uh, and another shop opens up down the street, the accountability is you seeing the people going to the other pizza shop, and you go out of business. That's not that complicated. Well, no, no, you, you are 100% correct. But the other thing I think we, we have to understand is, as parents, we are the primary, we are the first and primary educators of our children. We are the ones who are uh, uh, tasked with the responsibility. Now, we delegate a portion of that to to whomever, to, to whomever we choose to allow to educate or provide a, an education for our children. But ultimately, it's on us. If the schools are failing, then it's up to us to determine how we can make them succeed, whether that is... Uh, whether that is uh, getting rid, being able to get rid of bad teachers, whether it's being able to choose where we're going to send our send our kids, uh, but ultimately we as parents need to step up and uh, and hold the system more accountable. And so, is the the teachers' union uh, resistance to the accountability, uh, resistance to uh, school choice, uh, just proof that they they know that then the accountability comes into play, and they don't want to hear about accountability. Well, keep in mind, these are uh, a, a, a teacher's union is not an education advocacy group. It is a union. And the number one job of a union is to improve the working conditions, salary benefits, and political power of their members. And uh, you cannot, it's hard to fault a, a labor union for trying to do that. But we, and policymakers, need to understand that is what they're doing. They are not there to advocate on behalf of the uh, first and foremost, at least, on the on behalf of, of our children. And so they're going to make it as easy as possible uh, to protect their members, even when, they, even when their members deserve uh, to be held accountable. Yeah, and I think, uh, unfortunately, most people uh, operate under the illusion that if you're a teacher, you care about the kids, and most of them do, but that doesn't mean that the union cares about the kids. Well, generally, the people who, who tend to run the union tend not to be uh, the most interested in the kids. Uh, they tend to be more interested in the politics behind it in supporting and, and improving the power of the union, uh, which is, once again, uh, I've been on the school board, by the way. I'm just, I just got reelected to, uh, to my fifth term on the school board. And, and I can tell you from experience that uh, in many cases, their decisions, the decisions made by unions, are, are more based on, uh, on once again, improving the working conditions and salaries, benefits, and power of their, member, of their membership than it is about, uh, about educating kids. Uh, do you get the feeling that we're, and we're talking to Craig DeLuz, he's a member of Project 21, and uh, we're talking about the, uh, the blueprint for a better life for black America from Project 21. Um, do you get the feeling, um, Craig, that we are closer to, to uh, the school choice, at least, um, option than we've ever been before, things, with things happening in Arizona and right down the road here in West Virginia? Um, I think in some states we are, but I think it, and largely in those states, uh, the, the quality of public school education is probably a lot better than, than in states where we're nowhere near getting close to that. Uh, California being a leading example. I mean, we, we spend a lot of money per, per pupil on education, and uh, we have some of the worst uh, outcomes in the entire country. So, I, I, sadly, mo- for most students, educational choice is still far off. Yeah, and, and for, uh, this, is, this is a blueprint to, uh, for a better life for black America. So what should black Americans be doing on Tuesday? as far as what they do with their vote and uh, who should they be voting for to make some of this stuff happen? Well, I think they need to be looking for, they need to be looking to vote for people and policies that empower them as decision makers for their children. They, any, any politician who would stand up and say that the schools uh, and the government uh, have a greater both right and responsibility uh, to educate your children and can make better decisions for your children than you can, uh, that's not someone you should be voting for. And by the way, that just happens to be the Democratic Party. Um, yeah. you, should, you should be voting for, for people who are going to empower parents, who are going to let you make the choices, who are going to work to get you engaged as parents in the education of your children. Those who want to partner with you, not uh, lord over you and take control of your children. One of the recommendations in the blueprint is to uh, protect STEM instruction. 
from the poison of quote unquote equity activists. Uh, what does that mean? Well, one of the things that you're starting to see now is as uh, universities are getting away, for example, are getting away from accepting like the ACT and the, and the SAT, which are exams that help test proficiency, uh, student proficiency in, uh, in, in math and math and reading language arts before they go into the, before they go into college. What you're starting to see is, is that in the name of equity, and by the way, equity is not about lifting everybody up to the same level. It's more about pulling everyone down. So in other words, instead of saying, for example, you have to have this coursework done in order to go into engineering, what they're going to do is they're going to get rid of those requirements and say, oh, yeah, you can go into engineering. Even if you do not have the prerequisite work, the knowledge that you would need in order to be successful in that field. I'm, I'm a believer, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I believe in the idea of working to create diversity, but you don't create diversity by lowering standards. You have to try and find a way that if there are groups of people who are not getting up to standards, how do we get those students up to standard? right? You don't lower the bar, you raise the expectation. Yeah, and I think Thomas Sowell used to, uh, he's, he spoke, he's written about that, a lot um, affirmative action that helps black kids get into uh, Ivy League schools, I think he uses as an example, but even not just Ivy League schools, but just other colleges for which they are not qualified. They're, they're good enough students, and they should be going to college. And this doesn't just apply to black kids, but in this case it does. Um, and so you think you're doing them a favor by, by putting them into a, an Ivy League school where they are much, much more likely to fail because they're not qualified for that. They should be going to a, a, a nice college somewhere, but not Yale or Harvard. And, it, you know, it's not just happening there. It's happening even in state college, state schools. When I was in college, I remember working with and tutoring students who were in college, could not add, multiply, and divide fractions. These are students, and by the way, it wasn't because they weren't smart. It wasn't because they weren't intelligent. It wasn't because they couldn't learn. They didn't have the prerequisite courses in order to be able to do that. These students were set up for failure, and many of them wound up dropping out and never returning to college uh, because they did not feel like they could achieve. One thing, they were set up for failure. We need to do a better job of preparing students in order to be successful. Instead of setting them up for failure, how about we do this? How about we go and we find, let's create the educational equality, how about we get them up to speed where they need to be in those areas so that when they do apply to the Stanfords and the Harvards or the UC system, they can actually compete uh, on a level on a level playing field. And here's what's, happened, here's what's interesting. In the state of California, we had Proposition 209, which ended affirmative action in California. And what we have seen, in particular when it comes to uh, graduate schools and law schools uh, for the UC system, we've actually seen the graduation rates for blacks and Latinos actually go up significantly because the people who are getting admitted, well, they actually were prepared to be there. Uh, yeah, I, I knew when I went to college not to major in chemistry. You know, I, I majored in telecommunications. You know, that was one of the easy ones. And I, 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 I was, you know, I figured I had a better chance of getting through uh, and you're, you're not you're just not doing kids a favor by putting them in places where they can fail. Um, well, and you, well, you're, you're, you're right. And it's not just even about the field. Sometimes it's just a matter of the fit of school and the pace of learning and instruction. In some cases, you're putting kids in, 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 in schools where the pace of instruction is is not what they are used to, and they're, so therefore they're, it's harder for them to keep up. It's not that they can't learn to be an engineer. It's just that they would be better served in a program uh, that actually uh, took its time and had a different level or speed of instruction. We're talking to Craig Deleuze. He's a member of Project 21 Black Leadership Network, and we're talking about the blueprint uh, for uh, creating a better uh, life for black America. Um, so uh, how is wokeism uh, on college campuses hurting black students? Well, un- understand that when you start to look back, when you go back to whether it was early 1900s and you had, uh, after, after the failure of the progressive movement and then all the way in through the 60s and you had the, the 60s radicals, many of them, as they got drummed out of mainstream society, 
uh, took up residence in the education programs at some of America's finest institutions, Columbia, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, uh, and, and have then proceeded to push an agenda through those institutions, which is, which is for lack of a better term, it's, it's Marxist-like, right? In other words, it went from Marxism to postmodernism to critical theory to social justice theory to now what we have now, which is modern feminism, uh, queer transgender theory, queer theory, and critical race theory. Uh, this idea that, number one, there is no absolute truth. And the reason why they say there's no absolute truth is because they know that their theories and their ideas can't stand up to statistical uh, or to historical data. Uh, that they're, It can't stand up to that sort of scrutiny. So the first thing you want to do is make sure that you can't go there. So they say, well, that's all white supremacy. So because that's all based on white supremacy, uh, that's not valid. And what you have now is, is you have a whole generation of people who are growing up, who've grown up, who have learned, who have an alternate view and vision of America's history, of who we are, uh, of what is. They have a whole different view of science, business, and mathematics, and the economy. Uh, one that is, is tainted uh, with the perspective of America is evil. Yeah. And what that's created is a whole group of people who don't really know or understand. They, they literally are living in a fantasy world uh, where they think that if they tear down the system, that out of the ashes, somehow this, you know, miraculously, this new system is going to arise. Uh, and, you know, because we can't look back at history, because, it, because that, you know, that would be white supremacy. Right. Because we can't do that, we can't look at the fact that these systems, what they're trying to do has failed everywhere it's been tried. I have about a minute and a half left here with uh, Craig Deleuze. He's a member of Project 21, the Black Leadership Network. Uh, everything you guys say, and I've had, I have, I have uh, people from your organization on all the time. Um, it makes so much sense, uh, but it's not. It's just, are you making a dent? I, I know you. I know you're happy to be doing the work you're doing. Are, are you finding any evidence that it's working? Because I know you're getting a lot of pushback, not just from from um, Democrats, but just from people in general. And maybe even a lot of people, uh, black people, in positions of power. Are you making a dent? Do you feel like you're making some progress? Well, I always feel like I'm making progress. I, I specialize in particular in doing interviews with mainstream media because uh, largely they've never had an opportunity to really encounter someone uh, who thinks differently. They think all black people think alike. Right. Um, what you're starting to see is as things are coming unraveled, the words and the the talking points uh, that we have been able to share as a part of Project 21 are coming to people's minds. And so for many, those who are open, those who actually think like we think, uh, are start, their eyes are starting to be open. Once again, our goal is not, to, is not necessarily, first and foremost, to change people's minds, is to identify those who already agree with us but just don't know it yet. Well, once again, uh, someone from Project 21 comes on the radio and makes way too much sense. I, I just... <laughs> I just hope it works for you guys, Greg. Uh, great stuff you're doing, and always good to have anybody from the organization on. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, it's always a pleasure. When it comes, to, if you think I'm making sense, tell my wife because I'm, I'm never able to convince her. Well, I'm not going to even go there. <laughs> hey, thanks, Craig. <laughs> All right, take care. See ya. We'll be right back. The following is an editorial from Salem Media Group, the owner of this radio station. Hi, this is Brad Marshall, General Manager of The Answer, WPGP, here in Pittsburgh, with a quick word about Dr. Oz and his effort to become the next senator from Pennsylvania. Each election cycle provides voters with an opportunity to weigh in on the direction of the things in our nation. I'm concerned we're headed in the wrong direction. American families are struggling under decades-high inflation, fuel prices at record highs, crime is surging, and we have a crisis at our southern border. We need some accountability in Washington, D.C., and that's part of what Dr. Oz can bring if he's successful. His opponent, John Fetterman, is among the most radical nominees on the ballot in any state this election cycle. Dr. Oz can be part of a new Senate while he votes for a stronger America, a renewal of law and order, and a secure border. I'm supporting Dr. Oz for Senate. Would you join me in doing so as well? Make your plans today and be prepared to vote. Thank you. 
According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day, $15 billion a week. Right now, our debt is over $30 trillion and climbing fast. The question is, how do we pay it off? The answer is increasing taxes. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. Beth Andrews and the team at Net Worth Advisors know what to look for. Beth can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as possible. Call 800-426-1428 to set up a visit with Beth Andrews and Net Worth Advisors. 800-426-1428. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now. 800-426-1428. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Net Worth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So, uh... I ran into a guy today. Uh, I see him quite often at the place where I take my my dogs most mornings. And he, I'm not going to tell you the school, but he told me that his son goes to school with a girl who identifies as a cat. Now, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not even going to give you the name of the school much. I wouldn't. I don't know the name of the alleged cat, but um, I don't know what I'm supposed to make of that. So I, I put it up on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, by the way, at Steiger World, uh, Steiger World. And uh, let me know if, if, you, uh, if you happen to know of this person who, who's identifying as a cat and being allowed. To, it's, a, it's sad if the girl's doing it because she's obviously mentally ill. But um, what's worse and should anger everybody is that if it's true – and the teachers are letting this person get away with walking around thinking she's a cat. She's obviously insane and needs to have some kind of help. You know, she should be in an institution somewhere. But that, but I, I, I don't know what to do with this because I don't even bother trying to call the school because they're going to tell me it's none of my business. Uh, but if, if you're aware of anybody who's going to school with someone who identifies as a cat or any other animal, let me know on Twitter at Steigerworld. And by the way, on Twitter, I've been getting I've been getting messed with on Twitter for a long time. And since Elon took over, I I've gone up in followers and I had someone, a friend of mine, when uh, when our show was put up on Twitter, tell me it's the first time he's seen it in months. So something's happening on Twitter. Hope it's ending. I'll talk to you Monday. John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.